0: Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. I am so grateful to be here tonight. Um, I quickly grabbed my um, Voices of Recovery I'm just gonna read what it says today, just to give me a little bit of inspiration or sustenance for my share. Um, So January 28th, I keep an open mind to having an open mind. The possibilities are endless. For today, page 237. When I came into these rooms, I was absolutely closed-minded regarding religious matters, but I soon realized two things religious matters were not the same as a spiritual experience and a spiritual experience was absolutely necessary if i were to survive this disease of compulsive overeating once i did the footwork and became willing to open myself to a spiritual experience it happened i didn't make it happen but i did allow it to happen by setting up inviting setting up inviting conditions quiet time for meditation writing and prayer Oh, I, um, like I said, I'm Millie, compulsive eater and bulimic. It's so lovely to see your faces. Um, I miss you all very much in person. I just want to say that and acknowledge that, that I'm still, um, the pandemic has not been easy on me and I, I still crave face-to-face meetings, um, and the energy, In the rooms with you all Um, so what it was like I came into overeaters anonymous when I was 21 years old and I'm 36 now I um, have always been very obsessed with food in my life obsessed with what I ate obsessed with what other people were eating obsessed with what other people were eating and what they looked like and what I was eating and what I looked like Um, I have a very vivid dream of when I was kind of in the clutches of a lot of control. Um, my story ebbs and flows between having a ton of control and extreme restriction to just being chaotic and amok and no structure or, um, anything green on my food plan. (laughs) Um... I will. So I remember the vivid memory I'm thinking of right now is when I was a sophomore in high school and I was in the clutches of a lot of control and using weight loss dieting pills um, to control my eating and getting up in the morning and going running and only eating very I, I only ate like five different things, you know, um, so. I remember this specific moment in chemistry class when i was looking we had a a type of block scheduling where we could eat while we were in some classes and i remember the girl next to me she was um she was eating her lunch was looked so much different from mine it actually looked looked larger than what I had for lunch, because what I was eating was like yogurt and carrots. Um, But my, this friend, this friend in chemistry class, her lunch was bigger, but she was a smaller size, had a smaller sized body. And I just like, I couldn't comprehend that. I was like, what is this about? Like, how is it that people, you know, people can eat whatever they want and have thin bodies. And I just was, I was just obsessed with figuring it out the magic solution to how I could eat whatever I want, and have a very thin body. I was always obsessed with thinness. Um, It was, it was more important to me than anything else, really. Um, It was, there was a lot of emphasis on it in my family growing up that like, as a woman being thin and beautiful was the most, the highest achievement that you could ever possibly obtain. Um, so it was just very, um, there was a lot of ideals that I had about my body. Um, and I started dating somebody who was in AA and that's how I got introduced to, um, the Twelve Steps, um, and went to my first OA meeting when I was in college, living in Chicago. I remember my bottom being—I um, was doing a commercial weight loss program, and I was really—I was doing a lot of like, you know, there was a point system and what I ate and how I could eliminate it, and you know, like how I could eat more if I exercised more, I could eat more, and it was just. It was like a, It was like my disease grew another head, almost, with um, this weight loss program. Anyways, I um, remember being in Chicago. It was January, so it was very cold outside. Black ice. Nobody was on the streets, and I had just had a really bad binge, and I had remember thinking to myself like I feel like I need to go run. I need to go work off this binge, I need to go exercise and work that off all these calories. But my brain was like, Oh, it's dangerous outside. Like I can't go outside. It's black ice. And, um, and then the next thought, which was such a diseased thought was, Oh, I'm just going to do laps in my studio apartment. So like after the second or third lap in my studio apartment, I just was like, something happened where I started thinking about my friends in college, my other friends and um, the people that I knew. And I thought to myself, I don't think they're doing this. Like, I don't think that this is a thing that people do on a, that are like emotionally sound, you know, like solid, normal people. I don't think are creating this, Circus in their head and essentially I I felt like I literally was an hamster on a hamster wheel, like just running laps in my studio apartment. That was kind of my last moment. I think I remember before coming to program, which was just kind of a a big epiphany for me. Um, Going to my first meeting was very I just will remember it for the rest of my life. I walked into the rooms. And everybody was so healthy, loving, warm, big smiles, Um, just like, it was an all-women's meeting, and they were just like really beautiful, you know, they were just like, their radiance shined from the inside out, and that's what, that's the best way I can kind of Describe it is they just they definitely had something that I wanted and I didn't even know what they had yet But like their presence was so alluring and attractive um, And so I just kept coming back like I was like wow whatever you guys Whatever you're smoking here. It looks like it's working for you guys um, And they told me that I was the most important person in the room And um, that was weird, like having people that look like celebrities look at me like, and I'm important, you know, Um, people that look like they have their lives together, you know, they're not, they weren't binging and running circles in their studio apartment, you know, they had families and careers and that was just bonkers to me as a 21 year old in college. With a crazy eating disorder um so i got a sponsor i started working the steps um it took me about three years to get abstinent um i i in between that time i came to san francis i moved to san francisco and that's when i got my sponsor in san francisco um and got abstinent i um i feel that my abstinence the challenge that I had in the beginning with trying to find abstinence was trying to define it for myself. I felt like I was trying to tackle too much at once um, in the beginning, and that wasn't very helpful. Um, I, so I remember a moment when my sponsor at the time was like, you know, you should really just make your abstinence something you can manageably do day after day you know don't make it too hard and um that was kind of a new concept i really thought abstinence needed to be hard i really thought that like i needed to like you know five remaining thanks thank you i had to crack the whip and like be restrictive and you know be boot campy about it um And I didn't so I I first started with just you know my abstinence was not binging and purging not using any laxatives then from there it just grew into okay I'm not gonna weigh myself every day okay I want to make sure I've got a fruit and vegetable on my plate at every meal Um, okay I'm I'm work now the steps are part of my abstinence So it just sort of morphed into a larger um, thing. You know, it it evolved and it ebbs, you know, it changes from time to time, which I think is healthy because we, you know, like I just had a baby, I was pregnant, postpartum breastfeeding, my abstinence needed to change, you know, my food plan needed to change. Um, So, I appreciate that um, ability to do that in this program um, super appreciate you know my sponsor right now right I guess today what I say I'll say is I work with a sponsor I um, send her like an inventory in my food every morning um, I say I commit what I'm gonna eat I email her if there's any changes which they're pretty much always is a change Um, and I having that accountability right now in these times has been so grounding being part of this program for me right now feels so I feel more balanced because there was a brief period of time where I didn't have a sponsor and I was like it was right at the be- beginning of the pandemic and i was just um i really felt like i was just floating out in the ether you know trying to maintain a connection to program is really hard for me without a sponsor um so i you know got a new sponsor and it's just been wonderful i've i've just felt rooted i've felt more rooted um And I, I know I just have like a few minutes left, but I, you know, there's been a lot of changes in my life in the past couple of years, not just with the current circumstances of COVID, but um, I became a mom, I had to go through IVF to um, achieve parenthood, um, and now we are uh realizing that the bay area is just a little um a little out of our reach now financially to stay here and raise a family and that's been a really hard uncomfortable thing to admit because i feel like i've always just tried to look at the bright side of living here and like find the gratitude and be grateful for whatever's in front of me um and to realize that i need to make a change for um So that I can thrive in a different place is really it's it's um brings up a lot of feelings I mean all of them I guess um and I also just want to say that I as much as I have hated zoom meetings I also have really benefited from them being a new parent and um, knowing that I can access the fellowship, the fellowship without leaving my home has been so helpful for me um, during this time. I do not have anything else to say. Thank you all for being here. And um, yeah, that's it.